I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Before we hop into today's episode, we want to tell you guys about one of our amazing sponsors, Podcorn. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know we've shouted out Podcorn before as one of the websites we use to find ad sponsors for the show. Yes, Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities such as host read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. With Podcorn, there is no middleman. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform, set their own rates, and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. You never give up any rights to your podcast, and Podcorn is here to support you at every step to ensure you're protected and compensated for the work that you do for brands. Exactly. Podcorn gives podcasters transparency creative freedom, and full control of how and when we monetize. Head to the link in our show notes to sign up and start browsing sponsorship opportunities for your podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Artie Friends Podcast. This is Allison. And this is Kara. Today, we have on guest Patrick Revenue. We talk all things credit cards, travel points, travel hacking. We'll get all into that. We're going to do a short little catch-up so that way the majority of the conversation can be with Patrick, do our peaks of the week, and then we'll get into it. Yes, it was such a good episode. We just got fun with him. He's a travel hacker pro. So if you ever see people on social media that fly across the country with credit card points and pay like $10, like that's literally what he was doing right now. We caught him in the middle of flying somewhere really cool, which we'll talk about. But yeah, a little catch up. I feel like we've both been running around. I just got back from Palm Springs. I did the whole Revolve Festival, Coachella. Honestly, if you would have told me that I had to buy my tickets like four months ago, would I have bought tickets to do all these crazy things and I'm like already running around a lot? Probably not. But I bought these tickets in 2019. So I had to go, had to get my investments worth from (laughs) buying this literally almost like three years ago. But it was so much fun. Yeah, I would love to do like a full breakdown of everything. 
on a future episode because it's a lot. But just know that it was so much fun. And I think Coachella is worth the hype. Like I had a great time. And you just got back home to St. Louis. Are you exhausted? How are you feeling? How are you doing? I'm so glad we took a couple days before recording because <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll, I fly back Monday. I'll be ready to go Tuesday morning. And Allison's like, let's just do like Thursday. Like, let's give you a second. And I'm like, gosh, Allison has that like motherly instinct. She just knew that I would be done. Like I slept like all day Tuesday. Who was I thinking that I would be able to hop on the podcast and record? I was so tired. Because yeah, you're in the desert. It's 100 degrees. You're running around because you know the music starts at like noon or one or two and you want to see all these people all day. So you're just like, go, go, go. And then if you wait and stay the whole time of the festival, then you have to wait like an hour for a ride because all the shuttles are like have hundreds of thousands of... Not hundreds of thousands. Have thousands of people <laughs> getting on. And then you're waiting like till like 2 a.m. to get home. And then you get up like 8 a.m. to do it all over again. So yeah, it was very tiring. So... I'm glad that I had a couple of days to relax, rejuvenate, and I'll be heading back to Palm Springs. I'm going to get my little booty back on the plane. We're doing a video shoot next week in Palm Springs. How ironic is that for a whole week? So I'll be back there. They're going to make me a resident, I think, at some point. I think they'll name a street after me for how long I have been there, three weekends in a row. Well, maybe you're at least getting some sun then. Oh my god! feel like you're getting tan. It's, like it's so nice. nice. The weather's so nice. I love it. Yes, 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 and yes. I agree. I feel like I'm also... The sun is coming out and I'm like coming back into my own. I always think like, I know that I, like, I'm a little down in the winter, but like I feel like I'm doing okay. But then the sun comes out and I'm like, no, I was not okay. I mm-hmm. am uh, my best self again. I am happy. The trees are flowering. Like the hot girl walks are much better when you can get a tan while you're at it instead of having snow hit your face. I'm not gonna lie. I was so sure. not excited to walk like ever outside the last few months. But, like it is making me smile from like ear to ear, like with the warm weather and like going on hot girl walks. Like I love them so much. So I am right there with you too. Well, my peak of the week, um, man, I finally got my new phone. I've been talking about how full my camera roll is with the 70,000 photos and the universe kind of just like smacked me across the head and was like, you know what? We're going to shatter your camera so that you can get your P's and Q's together and force you to deal with this thing. So finally went to T-Mobile, had insurance, got a new phone. So I've been transferring everything over and my peak of the week is just like finally checking that off. But in general, I actually feel like my mental health is the best that it's been in four years. I feel so good. I don't even know how to explain like how light I feel now. And the past few years were like, go, 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 go. And so a few months ago, I was thinking like, wow, you know, like life has slowed down so much. But then I was getting my Brazilian the other day and the girl was like, what do you have going on today? And I was like, oh, nothing. And then I was like, um, I actually went for a run, went to a yoga class, got all of my groceries, like did a consultation call, thrifted, did laundry, put it out, took peaches for a walk, like went to a coffee shop. And I was like, but when you love what you're doing and you're like living in that alignment, like it doesn't feel like it didn't feel like work. So I was just like, oh, I don't really have that much to do. It was just all things that I like love. Mm-hmm. And I have just felt so good the past two weeks that I'm finally like, wow. I'm not even just like an equilibrium of like being bored, but of like, wow, like life is so fun. Like I just get to wake up every day and like frolic around and breathe and like not be stressed. And that is so crazy for me because I am a person who like chased stress and would be like on the verge of tears at any given moment. Like literally a year and a half ago, I feel like anytime if I got like a long DM or my phone rang, like anything could just like set me off and I could like want to start crying because I was just like so overwhelmed. So if anyone out there is resonating and feeling with that, like just know, get through it. That's probably how you're feeling right now. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Just <laughs> I'm, I keep bitching about it and I'm not doing anything to solve it. So I'm just going to stop myself from talking about it ever again because I'm like, I'm doing nothing currently to stop the stress. To help it. Yeah. But yeah. I know that I, I just need like another month and then I'm going to tackle it. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that that's what's so interesting about it is like with our lives, like all of that stress, chaos, fun things that I had going on, like it was all self-induced. And mm-hmm. the problem is, is I loved doing all of it. Like the podcast. Yes. So fun. The store. So fun. Taking the trip. So fun. Like going out every weekend. So fun. But it was just too much of all of it. And I'm still like getting to do all of those things, but I just have like turned the volume down a little bit and been like, okay, well, how good would it feel to not ever have to set an alarm and to also 
also have all of your laundry done all the time and have the house mm-hmm. clean like and be able to actually enjoy all of it because I was just at a place where I was like, I'm not even like, yeah, I'm making the money and yeah, I'm doing the things, but like, am I even like present enough to actually enjoy it? Yeah. So I guess like my catch up peak of the week is just like finally enjoying what I'm doing and not having to reflect later and be like, wow, that was really cool. But I didn't even, it happened so fast. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of studies that even say like a big, and in- there's only so much increase in your income that'll make you happier. Like if it's, if we're talking like $10,000 or like $20,000 more that you're making, like it's not that much to make you happier. So like, are you putting in like all the stress and anxiety and stuff just to feel like a little bit better? So I think that's something good that you shouted out is like, what, at what cost are you doing things yes. to like make more money and more and more, more money when like you're just drowning? Yeah. yeah. Then you're not even enjoying the money that you're earning. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you too, because I'm yes. sure that was out of your comfort zone to slow down. And that's what's so crazy is they always talk, you know, out of your comfort zone is like more, more, more. But for me, my comfort zone was like, do less. Less and less and less. Like that's what you need to do. Yeah. Just do less. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so true. That's cool. What about you? What was your peak? God, there's so many to choose I from, know. I'm sure. And again, I think you and me need to do a full catch up, like maybe like a whole episode because like we haven't touched face in like a month. So, and we've both been doing the most. I think my peak was definitely being at Coachella. I think it was night two, weekend two. And I was just like, it was like pitch black. It was like 10 p.m. I think Doja Cat had just performed and I was like walking through the crowd and I just like walked by and someone's like, I love your podcast. And I literally turned and I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, nah. Like, cause I'm like, first of all, we're just like, you have to see these crowds. It is crazy. Like you're like running through people. Like again, it was like dark. And I turned around this girl was like waving. I was like, oh my God, I don't even care if I lose my group. I have to go say hi and like talk to her. So Serena, thank you so much for saying hi. And I think your friend Ari um, and a few other people all said hi. And I'm like, how in the world did this happen? She said that she sent me a message, which then I looked and saw. But like the day before, she said, oh my gosh, my best friend and I are listening to the podcast right now and we're heading to weekend two. You're hyping us up for a great weekend. Hope you have fun. Maybe we'll be crossing paths. LOL, hashtag manifesting. So she sent me that the day before. What? And then we ran into each other. And like there's 100,000 people at Coachella. Like I don't think people realize how big this event is. So for her to see me like randomly at one of the stages in the dark and say hi. Thank you so much. That made my day. We took a pic. Such a cutie. And yeah, guys, if you're interested in manifesting, here's a little (laughs) plug. Our May Patreon episode, we had life coach, spiritual advisor, um, Alejandra Duñas. Alejandra Duñas. Yes. Come on. Sorry. I just realized I was sending an audio message to someone. (laughs) So hopefully that did not send. Yes. Alejandra (laughs) came on and gave all the spiritual life advice. So go check that out on the Patreon. But yes, that was my peak. And getting into your guys' peaks, thank you so much for sending them in on the Artie Friends Instagram question box. I'm going to read this one from Trudy. Went to my first yoga class, carried my mat in my Artie Friends tote, of course. Oh my gosh, yeah. Love that. Danielle said, got my dream job offer and passed my thesis in the same day. Congrats. Shout out to all the people doing their theses right now for your master's. I have a friend going through that. You go, guys. Proud of you. You did it. And Sierra said, getting a glowing review from my boss. It's so awesome to be validated in that way. Good job. And Jaden said, this week, I officially finished my junior year of college. Only one more year to go. Congrats. Live it up. Stay present. It's going to fly by faster than you think, but you're going to have the best time. I'll let you introduce Patrick and hype him up. Okay, today's guest we're having on is Patrick Revenue, aka Travel with Pat on TikTok. Patrick is a travel hacker. Guys, he uses credit card points to fly all over the world, going from places like Milan, which we'll talk about, which he's literally going right now, to Japan. And he doesn't use any of his own money. He uses money that he's already spending through credit cards and redeems those points for cool trips and flights. So he's going to get into all of that. But yes, he's been growing his TikTok account, Travel with Pat, for a few years now, has quickly become a thought leader in the space. I know him from college at my time at the University of Missouri in Columbia, Missouri. Uh, Pat was actually a fraternity brother with my boyfriend, Connor. So we've known each other for a bit. He's awesome. Such a great person and can't wait to have him share his knowledge with you guys. 
Hey guys. Patrick, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Give us your whole spiel, who you are, what you do, all the things. Yes, absolutely. So uh, I'm Patrick Revenue. I am currently doing a couple of different things right now. I guess, you know, one of the biggest things that I'm currently doing is kind of running a travel TikTok channel. So I've uh, been doing that for about the past two years. Um, been pretty involved with like entrepreneurship kind of just throughout college, high school. So I run a shaved ice business back in Kansas City, like over the summers, which is awesome. I love doing it. So everything entrepreneurial, everything that has to do with travel as well as marketing, obviously got a full-time gig. So that's kind of like what I'm doing right now as well. So kind of a blend of all three, but really, you know, I think travel is definitely one of the biggest things that I guess, you know, catches people's like eyes and stuff like that. So been traveling around for a bit. Uh, you know, I guess my best thing and I guess the reason why I got kind of like the whole TikTok channel started was giving people travel tips. Obviously, everybody's heard of all the legacy sites like the Points Guy. Nobody was really doing it on TikTok like two years ago. I think I got started back uh, maybe even in 2019, 2020. I think I started posting a couple videos back then. So been doing it for a while. Um, now there's obviously tons of people out there, tons of different creators, which is awesome. Really excited to kind of share you know, everything that has to do with that, I guess. Yeah. And I think even to start out, I feel like you brushed over this shaved ice business, but I feel like you should hype yourself up because <laughs> it's a really big deal. Give us like this whole fun story about owning a business in high school and it became one of like the biggest shaved ice businesses in Kansas City. Yeah, absolutely. So uh started it about senior year of high school. You know, at the time there was really only like one other shaved ice stand in the area that had a lot of consistent business. And for whatever reason, I just always thought like, wow, this seems like anybody could do it. You know, at the end of the day, it's like you're not buying a storefront, you're kind of just buying like a little shed or like a little building and kind of setting it up in a parking lot. So I was like, huh, this probably isn't gonna really cost too much money to get started. So Saved up some money, uh, ended up bringing kind of a partner on board to begin with. And then me and him really just saved up, you know, from just doing our everyday job. And we bought our first little stand, set it up in the parking lot of Zona Rosa for the summer. And then after that, it was just kind of like, all right, do we want to keep doing this? And we just kind of kept expanding year after year. So eventually, I think it was maybe 2017, 2018, we had three actual stands running in the KC area, plus we were doing events. So it was extremely busy. It was a lot. And I think that was the year where we were officially... We were the tide or we were officially like the number one like largest shaved ice business in Kansas City. There's not a whole lot of people doing shaved <laughs> ice. So it's uh, not that hard to get there. But um, yeah, so that's something that you know I personally have loved doing. Like I said, it's there's a lot, I guess, going on like right now and got a couple different projects I'm working on. So right now we're just doing one, call it like our flagship store. Uh, we've been there since 2016 and still doing events, still doing it. It's a seasonal thing. So we operate like middle of May through middle of August. But it's, it's taught me a lot. You know, it's taught me kind of everything to do with like being an entrepreneur and just going out there and doing it. I think that's like one of the things that like I try to live by is just like, just try it. Worst case scenario, it's going to fail. I've had plenty of failures. We've opened up in multiple locations and they completely tanked. We did not see the sales that we wanted. We lost a lot of money, but you just got to keep trying. And that's kind of exactly what I guess led us to just doing this one because it's kind of our bread and butter and we know what we're doing now at this point. But it took obviously quite a bit of time to get there. That is so interesting. <laughs> I own a small business too. Same thing where I was like, oh, I could just, I guess for background, I have a secondhand vintage shop like up hidden in this second floor thing. So I'm with you. It was smart to be like, okay, let's start small before you're like, before we're going to go open a whole brick and mortar shaved ice thing, let's do one and then go and then go. Do you feel like that was crucial to the success of it by starting small? Exactly. Yeah, no, 100%. It's just like, start a little bit small test out the waters, test out like you, you don't need the fanciest machine your first year. You know, you don't need like mm -hmm. the fanciest building your first year. So it's just like testing the market and seeing what works and what doesn't work. And we've changed our menu every single year since we started. This is going to be year number 8 for us. We're actually opening up 2 weeks from tomorrow. So it is coming up very quick. So Hawaiian ice season. Um, but like you said, start <laughs> small um, and just you know, kind of like work your way up. 
Yeah, I, that's awesome. I think it's so great that you said that you lost money because every business owner loses so much money along the way mm-hmm. and it doesn't get talked about. No matter how great you are at business, you lose money. So thank you for sharing that. <laughs> exactly. It was great to know, you know, you're behind the scenes before you became Travel with Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I think let's go right into it. How did you first get interested in traveling? Um, yeah, start from there. Yeah. So um, very, very vividly remember this, uh, you know, I think it was senior year of high school, um, or maybe at junior year of high school, junior year of high school, there was an international trip. Uh, we did like a mission trip to Guatemala. And at the time, you know, I was big into football and I was big into just like not really wanting to do this. I signed up like months beforehand and I was just like, this is right in the middle of like when everything's going on, I'm going to be a senior. Like I really want to concentrate on football. And like, for whatever reason, I remember talking to my parents for the longest time, like, you got to go, you signed up, like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, very upset, reluctantly got on the plane. And like, that was like, single handedly one of the best experiences of my entire life. And like, I remember everything about it. I went back the next year. And like, I think that started like the travel bug. So that's really where it kind of all took place. Like when I took that first international trip to Guatemala. And then like, I guess, you know, over the years, um, didn't really travel a whole lot internationally. I think my only other trip before like junior year was uh, just a quick trip down to Cabo, which is awesome. Very fun time, but like, wasn't really like travel traveling. So it's definitely something that took me, I guess, a while to get into. Mm -hmm. And I guess, do you even want to share like what you're doing right now? Because let's give people some context of where you are, what you're currently doing in this actual moment, because it's kind of like a crazy story too. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think uh, I've I've been posting videos for a while. And like, there's actually a couple things that I even tried to do in college, because I always thought that there were a lot of people around our age, around college. People see, I guess, these crazy first class international business itineraries. And they're like, Oh, I can't do that. That's going to be so expensive. I'm never going to be able to afford that. The more that I kind of like read into it, and the more that I kind of researched and obviously just wanted to look at all the different points in mile site, this is actually not as hard as people make it sound like. And I obviously have learned a ton through like, points, loyalty programs, kind of like everything that goes into it. So uh, right now I'm running the TikTok Travel with Pat and I kind of teach people and show tips and tricks basically on how to get the most out of your dollar for credit card points. So that's kind of like the bread and butter. I do a couple other things on the side with that. So when there are big flight deals out there, when there's ways to just buy miles and actually save money, that's another pretty common trick is to actually, instead of booking a cash ticket at a hotel or a cash ticket at an airline, you'll just buy the points and it's actually cheaper. Totally depends on when and where. And then um, really just like kind of like showcasing like, hey, anybody could go out and do this. I'm 25 years old. I've been doing this since I was 19 or 20. I think uh, I was 20 or 21 years old when I flew to South Korea and Japan by myself. And like that was something that I never would have thought I'd been able to do. But literally just came from two credit card sign-up bonuses. That's kind of what it all comes down to. People hear the word credit card and they get a little afraid. They get like a little bit turned off by it. They don't want to go into debt. That's not what I'm doing at all. I'm literally just buying and spending like how I normally do. And that's like the biggest thing I think people should realize when it comes to this kind of a thing. It's just like, you don't need to go out there and put $3,000 on a credit card just to get your sign up bonus. Slowly spend it over time. There's plenty of ways to do that. I pay my rent with a credit card sometimes just so I can meet that minimum spend. I just paid my taxes with the credit card so I can meet that minimum spend. All of these things that kind of like go into one, it definitely like makes it seem a little bit tough. But, um, you know, I, that my goal is to just show people how easy it is. Um, it's funny because I'm at the point like where I'll make a video just about like an ordinary credit card, ordinary brand or something. And then people start saying like in the comments, is this sponsored? No, this is like legitimately an amazing way to save, an amazing way to do this. People think again, it's too good to be true. We were kind of talking earlier. Uh, it's not. I I'm right now sitting in a hotel room. I don't know if you want to get into that story now or... Cool. Yeah, please. So uh, last night was about 7, 8 p.m. at night. And um, every single week, 
I just kind of want to go look and see, all right, does Emirates have any award availability for first class? If you're not familiar with Emirates first class, it's probably the number one, if not definitely top three first class seats in the entire world. And it's extremely tough to find award availability. So I always just want to check just because like sometimes I'll make a video about it. Sometimes I'll just be like, oh, I could maybe do that. And that's always been a dream of mine. For the past couple of years, like I've always, always, always wanted to fly Emirates first class. So last night, 8pm, get online, get on my computer, just Google and type in Emirates.com and I search JFK to MXP. So that's New York to over to Milan, Italy. And most of the time, you won't see anything pop up. But I saw one seat pop up, first class, 85,000 miles and $60. Now, if you don't know exactly what that ticket costs in cash, I checked that. If I had booked that ticket at cash at that exact same time, it was $11,000. So it's an $11,000 airplane seat. And there was about maybe a good five to 10 minutes where I was just thinking like, huh, should I make a video about this? Or should I just book the ticket myself? So (laughs) I decided very, very, very last minute that I was going to go to Milan, Italy and fly Emirates first class and live out a dream that I had always wanted to do. So I transferred over points from American Express. Um, They're a transfer partner with Emirates, which is one of the best reasons why to get a credit card that transfers points. So that's something that I always kind of talk to people about. Instead of getting an airline card, get a card that transfers points. So it was a very quick instant transfer. And then after that was booked, I was like, well, I got to be in New York in about 24 hours. I got to start figuring this out. So I uh, booked a flight last night. I think it left at 11.59 Denver time. It went to Fort Lauderdale first, and then it went to JFK. So now I'm actually sitting in a hotel room at the TWA airport at JFK, waiting for this flight that leaves in about nine hours. And yeah, so that kind of brought me to here. Um, like I said, it's been like a huge dream of mine. Like it's something I've always wanted to do. And one of my biggest things is just like, just do it. Like you're, you're going to regret the chances that you don't take. Like you could figure it all out later. That's kind of like my motto. So I'm on the plane, like going to Fort Lauderdale and I'm trying to figure out, okay, how long am I going to stay? Like, where am I going to go? Am I going to book a hostel? Am I going to book a hotel and Airbnb? Like when I see like kind of an opportunity like that, I'll just kind of go for it. Our next partner, Athletic Greens, has a product Allison and I really love and think is super cool. I started taking AG1 once I started traveling like crazy for work. Their travel packs make it super easy to take care of my gut health while traveling, keep my immune system in check, and give me energy that I need to work on super long production days. Yes, I've also been able to try Athletic Greens. I got it for a gift for Christmas, and I'm so impressed by the product and its ingredients. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. It's lifestyle friendly. Me and Allison are raving about the ingredients. We love that it's keto, paleo, it's plant-based, dairy-free, gluten-free. In our own experiences, you can really incorporate it into any diet or lifestyle that you choose, and it costs less than $3 a day. To make it easy to reclaim your gut health, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash emerging. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. If someone isn't familiar with the Emirates first class, do you want to paint a picture for them? <laughs> why? Like, why is this bucket list worthy? Yes. Okay. So Emirates has a couple of different first class options. So they have a Boeing 70 or 777, uh, and they have two configurations there. One's going to be called like their old first class. The other one's going to be kind of like the new first class. Like it's like an enclosed suite. Um, and that's a little bit different than what I'm flying. So I am going to be flying on the A380. Um, I believe there's only 14 total seats in all of first class there. But the real thing about Emirates first class is just the overall experience compared to the actual seat. So for example, on this flight, there is an onboard bar. 
So like in the back of business class, there's like legitimately like an installed bar on the plane with a lounge. Everything is complimentary. So every single drink, every like all of the food, everything is included in your ticket. So that's the first thing is like the onboard bar. Um, whether or not that's something that people enjoy is totally up to them, obviously. But the other really cool thing is there is actually a shower. So um, there is... They call it the Emirates Spa. And it's literally on the plane for first-class passengers. You get up to 30 minutes in the actual spa... Five minutes in the shower. So you're literally showering on board an airplane, which is <laughs> wild. And it's just probably going to be the coolest thing I've ever done. Um, so I'm more than pumped for that. And then after, I guess, those two kind of like amenities, it's really like the dining and kind of everything that comes with it. So like, uh, I believe, uh, I think one of like the top tier champagnes, I'm not a champagne guy, but I think Dom Perignon is served. If anybody's ever heard of that, I'm sure it's very popular. So obviously, like, I think it's like everything kind of combined into one. And it's just a huge experience, like overall. And another picture paint, if you've ever seen the Jennifer Aniston commercials with her on like that bougie plane, that's Emirates, that's the plane. So go look that up if you need like a little picture of how nice this experience is. I mean, it's $11,000 nice. <laughs> so, and you got it for $85, right? That's how uh, much you... It was like six. Yeah, it was like oh, 60, 60 bucks. 60 85, in taxes. Points. Yeah. All it paid was the taxes, which was insane to me. So... Yeah. Okay. This is amazing. I'm glad that you gave everyone like the cream of the crop. This is how good it could be. So I feel like we need to roll it way back to like 101 for someone who like maybe doesn't even have a credit card yet, has no idea how points work, airline miles, anything like that. Let's say someone doesn't even have a credit card. Where should they start? And then maybe like the second card and then the third. Do you want to take us down that journey? Yeah. So... um it really just kind of depends, I guess, on whether or not you have any personal credit that's been built up over time. So I was fortunate enough to like the second that I turned 18, I opened up one of those secured cards. Um, it was just like through a bank. I think I had like a $500 credit limit, but like I opened it because I knew I wanted to start building credit immediately. I right now have about 15 to 16 different credit cards. And over time, at each card I get is for a specific reason. So the first one was a secured card. That was to build credit. That's the thing that you need in order to eventually get to where you want to be with traveling and using points and miles. I vividly remember the first travel credit card that I really opened. One was for my business, Hawaiian Ice. So it is a benefit that I do own a business because I do get access to business credit cards. If you are any sort of entrepreneur, freelancer, anything at all, you actually do qualify for business credit cards. That's something that's very important and I think overlooked. You don't need an actual like physical business in order to qualify. If you do any work for yourself or if you're selling on even eBay, you would qualify for a business credit card. So the first business credit card that I think I got, I believe, was the Chase Inc. Business Preferred. And that card allows me to transfer points and miles over to airline partners. Like I said, that's kind of like the biggest thing when it comes to this kind of a thing is you want a card that transfers. The reason for that is if you have an airline credit card or a hotel credit card, you are stuck to just using that airline or that hotel. They're great for some things. Like for example, if you're always flying United and you have a United credit card, you can get like a free check bag. You know, that could definitely come in handy, but I personally don't see as much value with that as I do with like the everyday transferable cards. I call those bank cards for, I guess, this purpose. I definitely have had a couple cards where it is specific to an airline and a hotel. Um, but like I said, it's kind of just for a very specific reason and a very specific redemption. So my first personal credit card that I had was the Amex Hilton card, actually. And I still have that. It's still open to this day because it has no annual fee. And that was a very, you know, relatively easy card to get for me. I believe like the sign up bonus was a hundred thousand points for like a thousand dollars in spend over three months. I feel like most people are spending a thousand dollars over three months. So that was a very quick and easy way to kind of get started. Again, building credit, kind of gearing up, you're building a relationship with Amex. They're seeing you use their money. They're seeing you trust. And then it's taken me a couple years to like where I guess I'm at now. I do carry quite a few amount of annual fees. Um, I did like a check on myself the other day and I think I'm paying like sixteen to seventeen hundred dollars in annual fees each year. 
to me, it's totally worth it. And that's really just because there's so many different perks that come with it. So like, for example, um, I'm probably going to go to the Centurion Lounge later today, just because I do have access with that with my Amex Platinum. That is a $695 annual fee. And I'm not necessarily telling people like, hey, get the Amex Platinum. It really just... It it comes down to like, what kind of traveler are you? Are you traveling a lot? Like, are you going to go to a lounge more than once or twice? Like, that's what it comes down to, I guess. It's just like, what are your travel goals? What do you want to do? And that's what you should select based off of your credit cards. I love that you say that because I remember even when me, Connor, and you and a bunch of people were together in Denver and I had had my basic starter credit card for a year and I knew that you were into credit cards and I was asking you, I remember this, like, what card should I get? Should I get like the Amex Gold? Should I get the Chase Sapphire? And you're, you said that you didn't have like a preference. You're like, it honestly depends on how you spend your money. Like, are you going out to eat at restaurants? Like, is that where you're spending most of your money? Are you buying flights all the time? Like you as an expert were even like, Kara, you need to reflect and see where you're spending your money and then like make a decision based off that. Because even Connor is trying to get a new credit card and what works for me as, you know, getting a credit card with a lot of travel benefits doesn't make sense for him because he's not traveling all the time. Like it makes more sense for him to get like a credit a credit card that offers cash back or those kind of benefits. So I love that you said that. Gas, groceries. Yeah, exactly. Gas benefits, grocery benefits for sure because it's not a one size fit all at all for any of this. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. So even looping back to where to start, it is so important, like Patrick said, to just get any credit card you can get approved for because I know that was like my situation. I don't know about you, Allison, but I even back in 2017 when I was looking for credit cards, there were just so many like, get this one because then you'll get all these travel benefits. Get this one. And I applied for one and immediately got denied because you really just have to start out with a basic one to just build credit for a year. And then you can dive deep and get like the flashy fun ones. I was pretty lucky because my mom... And this is hopefully good advice. If you could have a parent open a card with you as like your name on there. Mm-hmm. My mom did that. Like I didn't really ever use the card. Maybe I would buy gas or like grab some groceries or run an errand for her and use the card with my name on it. But it was enough that it built credit in my name Obviously, this can backfire if your parent is not good with money and they do a bad job. But if your parent is financially responsible, then that should help build credit under your name. So even now at 27 years old, I have like 12 years now, I think of credit history because my mom did that for me when I was like 15. Mm -hmm. So that was super helpful and kind of how Patrick was saying, like the earlier you can get started on this, the better because it is just kind of like a long run game. You can't just go and open 15 credit cards in one year. You've got to build up to those higher level cards. I guess, Patrick, question building off of that. Is there something that someone could do starting out that would be like the worst mistake someone could do when trying to get in the credit card journey? Uh, Yes. Um... (laughs) I definitely <laughs> ran into this issue a couple of times with just like some of my friends asking. And it's kind of like going into everything without a plan. It sounds like very simple and easy to do, but you'd be surprised that it's not as easy, I guess. So like, for example, like I've had friends sign up for credit cards and they think that they're just going to get like the sign-up bonus. Sign-up bonus is always by far like the biggest thing. Like if you can't get the sign-up bonus and you sign up for a new credit card, like I would rarely ever advise anybody to do that. So like some of my friends have like signed up for the credit card and then they haven't been able to meet that minimum spend or they just thought that they had more time to meet it. Because the thing with minimum spend is you have X amount of dollars to spend in X amount of time. And it's very, very important that you do that in X amount of time. The clock actually starts ticking the second that you're approved. It's not necessarily the day that you get your card. I believe that's how most banks operate. There could definitely be a few out there where it is a little bit different. But make sure that you are tracking your spend and you are tracking the amount of time that you have left. Capital One is probably one of my favorites for actually tracking it. Uh, they do have something in their app that shows you how much more spend you have to go by like the certain date that you have to spend it by. 
But there are definitely some like cards out there where you literally just have to track it yourself. So I would always go into everything with a plan and like make sure you know that if you spend, let's say, $1,000 on rent each month and maybe a couple other things like groceries and you know just random things like that, that everything goes onto that card just so you can meet that minimum spend. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then say the next year down the line, you open a different card, then you would transfer those automatic payments or any of those big purchases to the new card that you're getting so that that way you can kind of keep playing exactly. the game. Correct? And I think to reiterate, these sign-on bonuses are going to be a good portion of the points that you get because I know even in some of my points balances, like that sign-on bonus that they got me to sign that card is like over half or is like half of my total amount of points because that's going to be like a big chunk. And that's why you're reiterating that's so important because it is like a large amount of points that you can use to book cool flights to Milan and of the sorts. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The sign-up bonus really is like the bread and butter of kind of like everything. Everything that comes after the sign-up bonus is obviously great as well, but it's hard to get like 100,000 points all at once again, mm-hmm. especially because some cards, they don't really have great bonus categories. And most of the time, it's like $1 per point. So if you think about it, if you have a sign-up bonus for 100,000 points, that's $100,000 to spend if you're just getting a dollar for every single point. Mm-hmm. Really quick, I think we should touch on credit score then, because obviously, you know, we're talking open these cards, meet the bonus, spend the money, whatever. But of course, you want to keep your credit score in check. So, Patrick, would you maybe want to give some advice on how often you should apply for a card to keep your credit score in check, or maybe some other things you do to keep that high credit score? Yeah. So, um, contrary to popular belief, like I said, I have about 15 credit cards right now, and my credit score is always hovering around 7. 50. It kind of dips every time I sign up for a new card, but then it just goes right back up. Your credit score is not just built off of the amount of accounts that you have open. It's actually a huge part of it is your amount of overall credit that you have. So if you think about it, every card that you open, you're just basically making your credit limit higher, which really helps with that credit utilization ratio. That's commonly kind of like taught throughout everything is like making sure your utilization is pretty low compared to the amount of credit that you have. So that definitely helps quite a bit. You know, I think it really just depends overall on like what kind of cards you're looking to sign up for. Like there's some great websites out there where you can actually kind of see like what you might qualify for based on your credit that you have now. Like for example, if you're 18 with no credit history and you're just kind of like brand new to the game, you are not probably going to be able to get approved for an Amex Platinum or like a Capital Venture X. Like those are a couple years out for you. So Like uh, we were kind of saying earlier, like my advice and sounds like everyone's kind of aligned is just to start as young as possible. Even if you're just getting like a simple bank card, like you have to start building credit immediately. Another huge thing that plays into it is your average age of accounts. So if you have a card that you opened when you were 18 and you're 25 now, like myself, that's seven years of credit history that you have. Obviously, with each kind of card that you do open, that's going to get a little bit skewed, but that still plays a huge role, which is like why I still have that secured card open. So I have a $500 limit on this little card from like a regional bank, but I will never cancel it because it is my oldest account and it really does help with my credit score. Do you still put charges on that? Like, what's your thought process there? Yeah. So I've heard mixed things. Uh, Like, full transparency, I'm not really spending on any of my older cards, but I have heard, I think it's just kind of dependent on banks that if you don't have like any money spent within like a certain amount of time, like they might actually just shut the card down because they think you're inactive. I have never had that happen, but I know that has been reported before. I'm typically just spending on the same three cards, like every single charge. Yeah. One time I read somewhere something put like your Spotify subscription Ah. or something on one card that's like five bucks so that it's not really affecting, you know, getting points on your new cards, but then it's keeping those in check. How would you recommend to someone keeping track of all of that? Do you have like a spreadsheet? How do you keep it all straight? (laughs) Yeah. So that's definitely the challenge. So one thing that I used to do was kind of like what you just said was have like a spreadsheet 
So it would kind of be tracking my approval dates, kind of the amount of points that I had, my annual fees, when those were due. It was a lot and it definitely kind of like fluctuated quite a bit. The good solution is there actually are a couple of apps now out there that will help you track that. So one of my favorite ones I actually use is Card Pointers. Card Pointers is great because they actually kind of just track your overall annual fees, all of your credits. Another big thing about having multiple credit cards is you have a ton of credits to use. And most of the time, they're going to go unused because you just kind of forget about them. So uh, it's a variety, I guess, of spreadsheets and like different kinds of apps that really help out with that. Okay. All this in mind, someone's turning out. They want to go to Milan with points. They want to do the travel thing. They want to book flights with points. They want to be a credit card travel hacker. Where do they start? What's like the credit cards that they should be looking out for that maybe they should think about applying for? Yeah. So like with that being said, like just don't fall into kind of like the airline trap. Like I said, there are some good opportunities out there to definitely use them for like free baggage and stuff like that. But you will always be limited to just that airline. Chase, American Express, City, Capital One, all of these banks have credit cards where you could transfer points to multiple different partners. Like the Emirates flight tonight that I'm going on, those were actually American Express points. Like Emirates, I believe, has their own credit card, but like I was able to transfer over my Amex points to make this flight with Emirates. I was able to transfer my Chase points over to JetBlue to, you know, book my flight to New York City originally. Like there's all of these different things and you're super flexible if you have all of these different transferable currencies. And really just kind of like the last piece of advice, and this is specific to Chase, is the dreaded 524. So for anybody that does not know, Chase has a limit on the amount of credit cards that they will give you based on your status with multiple different banks. You can only sign up for 5 credit cards in a 24-month history. And if you do not have uh, that qualifability or qualability, you will not be able to get a Chase credit card. So it's important to kind of go after the Chase cards first, just because those are going to be the ones that are a little bit more difficult to get as you get into 524 status. However, that does reset. Um, it is kind of like on a rolling basis. So if you are at month 25, that's not really going to be something that they look at. Obviously, a lot of this is really kind of like speculation. And it's something that a lot of the other uh, travel creators and travel bloggers and everyone kind of talks about. It's really just kind of our own findings and figuring out what works and what doesn't work. I have a quick clarifying question because I don't want a listener to get confused. So you definitely want the credit card with the banks. So say, you know, Capital One, Chase, whatever. But when you go to actually purchase those flights or the hotels or the Airbnb, then correct me if I'm wrong, you want to book directly then with those airlines. So you're using your Chase card, but buying the flight from Emirates rather than those third-party sites like Cheapo Air or Expedia or something like that, because then you have the most like insurance levels when you book directly to the airline or if something's delayed. Yes, absolutely. And that's another great point to call out is like, you're actually able to book a flight with your American Express, Chase, Capital One points directly on their portals. You most of the time want to make sure you're actually hitting transfer to travel partners because you'll be transferring the points directly into your Emirates account. And then from Emirates.com, you will see those points now as Emirates points versus Chase points. And then you can go ahead and book directly on emirates.com. Yeah, that was a really good shout. I forgot about that because like Patrick just said, you get those points in your American Express account. And American Express has like American Express Travel where you can book with their points just on their website on the travel. But yeah, I have heard that you need to transfer it. Like that's the move because you can get better redemption and they might take more points on the American Express Travel, whereas actually on the airline's website, it could be less points. Absolutely. Perfect. Okay, cool. Well, is there any last piece of advice or tips that you want to share with our listeners? Maybe thinking back on when you first got started, what you would have liked to have known with all of this? Yeah, um, I guess just kind of uh, going with um, you know what I'm literally doing right now, like being in New York and in a hotel room is just like, just go out there and just do it. Like, I think a lot of people overthink it and they think that it's too tough to achieve. And they think that it's something that 
is years away from now. And like, they want to be like way more stable and way more like, you know, I guess all of that kind of stuff. Like my philosophy is to just go out and make something happen. And like worst case scenario, it's another failure and you live and learn. Um, I, I'm just absolutely kind of still in shock that I'm about to be flying on a $11,000 airplane seat tonight. But like I said, I just wanted to go out and do it. So I did it. And like anybody can do this. It's not something that's like reserved for like, you know, really rich people or whoever, like any single person out there can do exactly what I'm doing. Awesome. That's amazing. Okay. We have a signature question that we ask all of the guests that come on the podcast. And it is to you, what makes a good friend? So, so sorry if we didn't prep you for this to put you on the spot, but if you have a great answer, we would love to hear it. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, So what makes a good friend? Um, I guess to me, like it's somebody that's like always loyal and like kind of like a ride or die, I guess. Like you want somebody that you can always trust with certain things and somebody that you can always just have there for you. Like I know exactly off the top of my mind who I would go to if something ever happened. And like, those are like my best friends. And like the fact that it takes a while, I guess, to like get to that point, um, especially for me, like I don't really trust people as easily as some others. So it takes a while to like get to that level. But it's really just somebody that you can kind of hang out with and literally talk to about anything or just sit there in complete silence and just still have like a good time. Like to me, I guess that's like a good friend. I love that. Okay, really quick question then since it's this is more on brand for you. Looking for a travel partner to you, what makes a good travel partner? Ooh, good question. Somebody that is a go with the flow kind of person. I, as you can tell, I'm very just spontaneous and kind of just see what happens. I like just being able to pick a destination or pick something out and just go do it rather than like having plans and figuring it all out. So travel partner would probably be somebody spontaneous and somebody that just wants to get out there and kind of like do things just to do it. I love that. I think that's the perfect answer to wrap up this episode. Patrick, thank you so much. I know that we've been talking about having you on forever and hearing your awesome knowledge about credit cards. So if someone wants to learn more tips from you, where can they find you? Plug all your socials. <laughs> yeah. So please follow me on TikTok. <laughs> please. At, <laughs> at Travel with Pat. That is the TikTok username. Awesome. And uh, thank you both for having me on today. This was super fun. Like, this was awesome. Yeah. So go enjoy the TWA Hotel. Seriously, guys, look it up. The coolest vintage-inspired, 70s-inspired hotel inside the JFK airport, like from an abandoned airport terminal, right? I believe so. Yeah. It's it's (laughs) crazy. Like, I I still got to go explore. So that's definitely what I'll be doing. Yes. Go explore. Thank you again for coming on. And... Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Already Friends. If you guys didn't know, we're doing a giveaway. So Allison's going to tell you how you can enter, what the prize is, because we because we want to thank you for listening and sharing and helping us grow the podcast. Yeah, the current giveaway right now is going to be live until June 30th. It is our Hot Girl Walk giveaway. Of course, open beyond walking. Maybe you're going on your Hot Girl Drive. Maybe you're meeting up with a friend. But just take a picture of whatever you're doing while you're listening to the podcast, grabbing coffee with a friend, the trees outside, you on your run, whatever. Share it to your Instagram story. Tag us so that we see it. And if your account is private, go ahead and DM it to us too because sometimes we can't see See it if you are private, and then we will take all of those submissions, enter them in. You could win a Bees travel water bottle sling. It's like has enough room for your wallet and your keys, and you can put a water bottle in there. And of course, the Artie Friends tote bag. Perfect for your hot girl walks, guys. Also, if you want to just give us another boost, throw us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps grow the podcast so, so much. We're hoping to do more giveaways in the future around ratings, reviews, sharing it to your story. So thank you so much again. And we hope to see you guys on another episode. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.